It is Sunday, and you know where you're at? At a bar, hanging, having some Bloody Mary. Yep. This is The Rock Show, episode 31. Wow. And today Whoa. we got a very uh, special guest. We got George's back. From the I'm not that special. Yes, you He's are. He's a special guest. <laughs> George, George a, Figueroa. George Figueroa. Can we say that special? special? Can we say that special? I don't mean special. That's special. Like, is that like being on the disabled list? There's no more disabled list. No, the injured, the injured <laughs> list. The injured list, yeah. Now you're just that. on the uh, slap yeah. motherfucker list. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Um, so let's talk. What are we talking about All today? Right. Well, today we're going to talk about the uh, Motor City Madman, real name Ted Nugent, a very controversial oh, figure yeah. in music. Been around for a long time. 50, that motherfucker years. was in the White House in 2017, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were like, "What the fuck?" Yep, yep. And uh, we're going to talk about his life and career a little bit. But before we do that, the Motor City Batman. We're going to talk about a show that me and George were at last night. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay, we took a ride out to uh, the Amity Music Hall out in Amityville, Long Island. Nice little small venue. And we caught the Super Suckers. Now, the Super Suckers is one of my favorite bands for 20-odd years. They're fucking great. But it, it, was a, it was a great night because right off the bat, the, the opening band was a band called the Lynch Pigs. And I don't, <laughs> I don't normally get blown away by too many opening bands, but, like, these guys were fucking great. I bought the shirt, right? Well, they're, they're yep. Lynch Pigs. Are they white or black? They're, they're white. Well, oh, we'll go, wait, we'll get into oh, something yeah, yeah. with that in a minute, okay? But the, they were three-piece, and I just turned, to, I just turned to, to George. I said, this is scum rock, okay? And it was like Gigi Allen without the shit. You know, it was nice. It was, you know, nice, I mean, I guess. But the, the sing, the, take care, Mario. Shout out to you. Um, right away, I knew they were going to be good when, the, when the, the singer, the guitar player, he uh, put a pig nose right on as soon as he got on stage. <laughs> I said, "All right, we're in for we're in for a good show here." They were fucking great. I talked to them. I talked to them after the the, the bass player looked like a cross between Charles Manson. Christ and, and Charles Manson. You call him Charlie? Charlie Christ. Charlie Christ. Charlie Christ. Great show. Or Jesus Manson. Now then 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 the Hangmen came on. Now, they're actually on tour with the Super Suckers. It's, they've been touring all over the place recently with them. And, uh, George, you asked a very good question. Is, is, the, is, is a, a band name like the Hangmen, you asked this last night, is it politically incorrect? Yeah, is it offensive? And one of them was a girl, the baseball yeah. That's a wrestler called the Hangman. Yeah. yeah. He called himself the, um, is he just Hangman? This is Hangmen. Yeah, okay. But he's just, the nickname is Hangman, and he walked around with a noose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like one of the baby faces, a good guy. Definitely, definitely. Or he so, could be the hung man. The hung, already hung. Yeah. The hung man. Remember the game, remember the game hangman? Mm-hmm. Remember that game? He can't play that. Can't so. play that no more. Which so, game? The hangman. Remember, remember the game? Hangman? Remember the hangman? The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, Super Suckers come on. They're always fucking great, but they're down to a three-piece now, right? Yes. Which I was surprised to see. Now the the singer and bass player Eddie Spaghetti is a, a great guy. He's a great front man, and uh, he recently, a couple of years ago, he had cancer surgery in his neck. And I noticed I haven't seen him play since then, uh, so I noticed his voice changed, kind of, kind of went down a little bit, and they they his voice now sounds like Lemmy, mm-hmm. very raspy, deep, right? But 
fantastic. I mean, the Super Suckers are a band that everybody should see at least once. And they um, still sound great, even though the other even, even though they're down to a three piece. Yeah, yeah no, no. Look, power I mean, trio. look how many power trios, like you say, look how many power trios out there are fucking great. I mean, Motorhead, right? One yeah. of the best. Stray Cats, right? Super Suckers, lots, lots of power trios. Grand Funk Railroad. Yep, yep. They were a power trio too. Um, okay. Not Rush though. No, well, that's right. prog rock. Not prog. We don't listen to math rock. I don't listen to math rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Rob. Let's get into Mr. Theodore sorry, Anthony Dan Nugent. Scott. Yes. Okay. Wherefore, Michigan. Ted Nugent, born December thirteenth, nineteen forty-eight. Okay, in Detroit. Uh, he was raised in the metropolitan area, of Detroit. Now, as a teenager, he actually went to school in Illinois, um, a school called uh, St. Viator High School in Arlington Heights. And then later he went to uh, William Friend High School in Palatine, Illinois. Now, he was, uh, right off the bat, he was uh, uh, interested in music. Uh, he was playing guitar when he was 12 years old. Okay, I, I believe he's self-taught, pretty much. Um, he had started the band at that age called uh, the Royal High Boys. Right, that was 1960. Sounds like a drink. The Royal High Boys. Yeah, it does. We should start a drink like that, right? Yeah, the Royal High Boys. Okay. Then in 1962, he started the band called The Lords. He spelled it L-O-U-R-D-S, like Lords in Paris, right? And The Lords was where he met John Drake, the singer John Drake, who would eventually join the Amboy Dukes, okay? But not at first, all right? First lineup of the Amboy Dukes, uh, which is, you know, this, this is, a lot of people don't realize, like, Ted Nugent wasn't always a solo artist. He started off in the Amboy Dukes. He was Dukes. in band, and he was like an acid, even an uh, acid uh, kind of rock. Even psychedelic. 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 Yeah, psychedelic. Acid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1964, he started the Amboy Dukes, and they played their first gig at a club in Chicago called The Cellar. Mm-hmm. Um, the original lineup was Nugent on guitar, a guy named Bob Leonard on vocals, Gary Hicks on guitar, Dick Trent on bass, and Gail Optadale on drums, okay? Uh, he was known, Ted was known for playing the, the Gibson Birdland guitar. That's that's what he was made famous for. Now, the way he used to play it in the Amboy Dukes was very high up on his chest. Yes. You know, like kind of like dorky the way they, they played in the 60s, but he was known for that. You know, and he, and he played very well. He was, they knew he was a good guitar player right off the bat. Um, there was a lot of lineup changes in the Amboy Dukes. Um, by 1967, you had Ted Nugent on guitar, John Drake, who was in the Lords with him, okay? He was now the lead vocalist. You had a guy named Steve Farmer on guitar, Dave Palmer on drums. They had uh, uh, a guy named Rick Lober on keyboards and a guy named Bill White on bass. Now, at that point, that was the lineup that they were going to use when they got signed with Mainstream Records in New York City. And they were going to make the album called The Amboy Dukes. That's the first album. 1968, they would come out with the album called Journey to the Center of the Mind. All right, This is a great song, great album. Uh, I first heard it years later, obviously, because I wasn't born yet. But, you know... Probably in the early early 80s, I heard it, late 70s, early 80s, because that Nuggets record that Lenny Kay had put out, the Journey of the Sin of the oh, Mind was on it. Yeah. yeah, Journey of the Sin oh, of the really? Mind was on it. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people covered that song, too. You would hear it. 
different bands would do it, and I'd be like, oh, that's a cool song. Who did that? Oh, it's fucking Ted Nugent. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, it's 1969, they would come out with an album called Migration. 1970, they would come out with an album called Marriage on the Rocks and an album called Rock Bottom. And then in 71, at that point, uh, Ted was the only original member. Uh, you know, like I said, they had a lot of lineup changes in the Amboy Dukes, but everything was revolved around Ted. He basically ran the show. Uh, they had a live album called Survival of the Fittest that I year in 19... Oh, the Amboy Dukes? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good album, right? And then, actually, I, well, another, I can't remember the name. One of them actually says Ted Nugent in the Amboy Dukes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a re-release. I'm going to... No, they no, there, there actually was, um, for a brief period, uh, from 73 to 74... He was called Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes. Oh, okay. okay. So you had the album Call of the Wild. And That's then they, it. They, yeah. And then there was wow. an album called, 74, there was an album called Tooth, Fang, and Claw. And that's the album that had the great, the song The Great White Buffalo yes. on that. His favorite right. song. Yeah, his favorite song. <laughs> he loved to put a bullet in the Great White Buffalo, right? <laughs> we'll get into the, we'll get into Ted Nugent's politics and beliefs oh, yeah. later on. Um, by 1975, he disbanded the, the Amboy Dukes, at least got rid of the name, and just was going to be Ted Nugent from that one. So he was uh, putting a band together. He's got signed to Epic Records. and no, He was always on the main label. Yeah. Main no, I mean, the, like, you're oh, talking... Shit. People don't realize he's, he's, he's well-respected in the music industry as a, like a good businessman and all that. And he always was, like you say, he was on a major label. He got signed to Epic. And those albums, those those Amboy Dukes albums didn't sell that much. No. They 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 were like just under the surface, you know what I mean? But he had enough going that for him that he could get signed to Epic. So when that happened, it was it was uh, Ted was lead guitar and vocals. You had a guy named Derek St. Holmes and <laughs> on lead vocals and guitar. You had a guy named Rob Grange on bass and Clifford Davies on drums. Now on September 1975. They released a Ted Nugent self-titled album, and there was a couple of singles on that. There was a song called Where Have You Been All My Life, and the flip side was Motor City Madhouse, which was his tribute to Detroit. And then there was a single called Hey Baby, and the B-side was one of my favorite Nugent songs called Stormtrooping. Yes. Okay. (laughs) It just starts out, Jack Boots are coming, Jack Boots are coming, Stormtrooping. So anyway, um, and of course the the album starts with the eight minute classic "Stranglehold," which is one of the best songs in the seventies. It right sounds now. like you're on the water. Yeah, it goes into like that yeah. in the wind. Yep. The effect on yep. the yep. bass. Yep, yep, and uh, you know, eight Snake minutes. Skin the Cowboys. That's a good song. Yeah, too. yeah, that whole <laughs> album's great, man. Did you know that "Stranglehold" was recorded in one take? Oh yeah, the whole eight minute thing. One Jesus take, Christ. yeah. You got to do that in one take. You want to do it fucking again? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, there was another song called "Queen of the Finest" on that album. Yes. Okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry, "Queen of the Forest," not "Queen of the Fine." "Queen of the Queen Forest." Of the finest. You no. didn't get an African uh, roundback. Uh, uh, I think that's yeah. I was thinking African roundback. Now, "Queen of the Forest" has a distinct little tidbit of information about it. Remember the show WKRP in Cincinnati? Yeah. Remember Johnny Fever? Yeah. The first song he ever played as a DJ was that song. Really? On the show. Uh, yeah. I didn't Queen, know that. Queen of the Forest, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, so that was a 
little little tidbit of useless he's, knowledge. He was like one of the top grossing linebacks. Yes, he was. Nugent, yeah, he was. He was. It was. It was a big thing if Nugent came to town. He did a lot. He did a few live albums. That yeah, he great. did. He, he did. We're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because that's that's one of my favorite live albums of all time. Um, now, Nugent takes credit, writing credit for all the songs on that album, but that seems to be debatable. According oh, to Derek, Derek St. Holmes, said it, you know a lot of songs were written as a band. And he did this to take away writing credit and royalties from everybody else. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it, he never sued him or anything, right? Yeah, about I, it, did I he? don't think you have much of a leg to say. I mean, if you join yeah. a band called Ted Nugent, I think that guy's going to be calling the shots. Yeah. <laughs> I, to, I, no, mean, I mean, he's he, got a great voice. He's a good musician. But, yeah. you know, I think some people... He had his solo career after that that nobody ever heard Nobody of. heard about it. So, I don't know what to tell you. That's why he's had to go back a bunch of times. Yeah. Now, in 76, the next year, they would record the album Free For All. Now, Derek St. Holmes sings on a, a little bit on that album, I believe, but mainly the lead singer is Meatloaf. Yes. Okay? Yes. And I forgot about this a little bit when I was doing my research. I was like, yeah, that's right. That one album has got Meatloaf singing some of the songs. And it was right at a time when Bat Out of Hell had come out, I think, so it was a big thing it's to get him, you know? Out yeah, well, you know. So Meatloaf does the vocals, and Derek St. Holmes would return after that album was completed. And basically he had left because he was arguing with Nugent about everything, you know, constantly at each other's throats. 1977, uh, Holmes was back, and they did Cat Scratch Fever. Okay, and... Oh, yeah, Cat Scratch Fever. And uh, you ever hear Motorhead's version of it? Very, no, very good. Motorhead has a great version. Really I know Pantera did it. No, well, Pantera did it. Yeah, but, but, but they kept the solo note for note because you have to. You, you can't, you can't change, you can't yeah. change that song, and neither did can't Motorhead. Can't change one note. No, you can't. You can't because it's perfect. Now, another great song on that album, Cat Scratch Fever, is Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang. Okay, Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang. Now, you think girls will listen to the Nugent? Not really. Plus, back in the, no, yeah. there, there were girls who liked oh, that Nugent, yeah. Yeah. like the crazy ones, they want, the yeah, cool they, ones. The, the, the cool ones, yeah, you know, the definitely. Ones you can hang out with a six pack. Now, could you could you write a song today called Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang? Or would you get would you get banned for life, lose your record contract? They'll no. definitely block you from Facebook. They block you on Facebook. That's for I don't sure. Know, is Poon offensive? Because I don't think people even know what that is. The Rock used it on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. Did he get in trouble? There's only one kind of pie that The Rock likes is the Poon pie. Oh, he said hair and pie. That, that was on. That was on live TV. Live TV said it, huh? Didn't get in trouble. So let's talk about 1978's Double Live Gonzo. Ooh, okay. That's uh, one of my favorite live albums. Does anybody uh, want to get mellow tonight? Does anybody want to get mellow? <laughs> and Nashville Pussy, the great band, yes. got their name from some of the lines in between the songs where he goes, how's all the Nashville Pussy doing out there? And another one of my favorite lines is, yep. San Antonio, suck my bony up. Yeah. So whenever someone says San Antonio, I have to say suck my bony Suck my bony It's just so ridiculous, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I remember now, hearing that album. I yeah. was going to uh, Edison High School. I was taking a bus, and there was a guy at a boombox with an A-track. Yeah. With an A-track in it, and yeah. he was playing that album. And it was just funny. Like, people in the bus were like, what the hell is this? San Antonio <laughs> suck my bonio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
great album. Everybody should get. I mean, I think if you're if you're a, not a Nugent fan, you want to check them out. Just get that fucking album. Yes. Because it's got everything on all the good shit. Great version of Stormtrooping on there too. Definitely. Um, there would be a lineup change soon. Uh, St. Holmes would leave after that album came out. He would leave again. Uh, Grange, the bass player, would leave, and he would. And St. Holmes would be replaced by Charlie Hoon on vocals, and then Grange would be replaced by a guy named Dave Kiswinnie and on bass. Now, 1978, uh, he released a studio album as well called Weekend Warriors yes. with that lineup. Uh, 1979, he came out with State of Shock. And 1980. That was the first I saw. Really? I State saw of Shock? Where was it? At Madison Square Garden. ACDC opened up for Ted Nugent with Bon Scott. Yeah. That wow. was the first band ever. I was 15. Wow. Wow. 79. It was like August 10th, I think, 1979. So Damn. Remember. How much were the tickets? Do you remember? 1150. 1150. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy a beer for 1150 at Madison Square Garden no, anymore, let alone a ticket. Oh. If you bought a shirt inside, I think it was like. $10 Outside $5 five. Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The knockoffs on the street Yeah That's funny So uh, 1981 They would release uh, A live album Called Intensities In 10 Cities And what he did with this Was interesting He actually Recorded over 10 different cities And he would do like He, he announced to the crowd I've got new songs I'm going to do For a live album so now it wasn't. It was new songs done live. Right. That's how they did it. A lot of bands don't do that. It's like here's the concert. You get the mix of the old and maybe a new. But he actually did specifically new songs just for a live album, which I think is a you know a nice touch. You know what well, I mean? It's hard. To, Double Live Gonzo is such a great live you, album. You can't top very, that. Yeah. No. Nah, so not, you would have to do something different. completely different. Yeah. To, uh, now wasn't it during like. Probably the time you saw them, like in '78. That was the time when he was coming out on a rope and a loincloth. Yes. Okay. So he would come swing. Like, how did how did he do that exactly? But was it at the beginning beginning of the show, or was it at some point during the show? It was. It was at some point during the show. He would come out. He would swing on a rope. Yeah, it was. It was pretty wild. And I remember at the end of the concert, like they had all those fold-up seats and the rows on the floor, and they just. Everyone, they just piled them. It was like a giant pile of seats. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's, you know, '79. You can do stuff. Yeah, like yeah. You rec- can bring fireworks in. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was good it? old days. Yeah, I mean, uh, remember in the early '80s, the Priest concert where they were setting fire to the seats and everything. You know, that's yep. crazy. Um, 1982 through '89, he would release uh, several albums. Uh, one just called Nugent. One called. Uh, Predator, I'm sorry, Penetrator, one album called Little Miss Dangerous, and then an album with the great title, If You Can't Lick Them, Lick Them. If <laughs> You Can't Lick Them, Lick Them. So. Fantastic. Okay, now, here's where I kind of start to tune out with Mr. Nugent, all right? <laughs> okay, before I, well, before I talk about this, 1986, he does make an appearance in the Ramones video, okay, for the video Something to Believe In. Really? Yeah, do you remember this video where it's like a, a spoof on Live Aid? It's called Ramones Aid. Oh, Remember okay. that video? Yeah. And there's like all, a lot of celebrities in this video. There's like uh, Penn and Teller and like a bunch of others. But like there's a scene where you see Nugent on a motorcycle and he just rips his shirt open and he's got like a Ramones shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> you know why he did that? The year before, he was a bad guy at Miami Vice. 
I remember that. <laughs> he was oh bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I got, I got Miami. Was he, he a dr- was he a drug dealer? Yeah, he was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he was. It was the episode called Definitely Miami. <laughs> That's oh, the name man. of the episode. Definitely okay. Miami. But. Here's where I get a little, you know, shaky on Mr. Nugent right here because he started that band called the Damn Yankees. And, but I, you know what? I'll hand it to him because it was probably one of the most successful things that he ever did. Commercially? Commercially, was. commercially. You had, yeah. What, uh, Shaw from, yeah, you, uh, had, you had Tommy Shaw from Sticks, uh, Jack Blades from Night Ranger, yeah. and a drummer named uh, Michael Cartellone, Cartellone, something Michael like that. Corleone. I don't I'm surprised that band lasted as long as it did because I figured they would be like it lasted about sooner or later. lasted about three years I think yeah yeah so now 1995 he would come along with uh, some solo work again an album called Spirit of the Wild uh, 2002 he would come out with an album called Crave Man not Caveman Crave Man okay 2007 great title Love Grenade sounds like it could have been a Kiss album okay <laughs> 2014. What about Crave Person? 2014. Yeah. <laughs> crave Person. That's 2019. We have to be all yeah. close. Right. 2014, he had an album called Shut Up and Jam. Shut Up and Jam. Okay. And then, of course, uh, 2018, the music that made music made me do it. I didn't even hear that album. Is that good, that album? I don't have it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he's consist- consistently putting out stuff. Now, he also wrote a couple of books. We'll get a little bit away from the music for a minute because Ted's not all about music. He's about a lot of things. He wrote a, a book called Blood Trails, The Truth About Bow Hunting. Because he's you know, a big he's bow an hunter. Avid, oh, yeah, he's he an had avid, that, he avid had that hunter. show on, uh, on uh, what's it called? A&E, um, I think. Or no, OA, OA, the um, Outdoor Living Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would, they even have a fucking, uh, uh, VH1 had the show... Um, Ted, 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 no, Ted, uh, Alive or Ted. <laughs> Alive or Ted, yeah, right, right. The contestant would do all kind of shit, and right. then you fucking, well, you, you won, made, you won Hunter with Ted Nugent. That was the prize. <laughs> he, 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 also, he also wrote a book called God, Guns, and Rock and Roll, and he also wrote a book called Kill It and Grill It. Kill it and grill it. It's all it's about. A it's, it's a cookbook. It's a cookbook, Mr. Chambers. It's a cookbook to serve man. Yes, he's a proud member of the NRA too. He he's a board it. member of yeah. the NRA. He's a board member. Um, he also has a, a book about his his life called Ted White and Blue, and it's called the Nugent Manifesto. Okay, <laughs> now let's let's wait. Get, can you say manifesto? Can, can you say manifesto? Or have to say Scum manifesto. manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, Mr. Nugent's politics. Okay, now where are we, where are we going to go with this? Because I'm sure somebody's going to be offended. Real oh, soon. He's, a, he's he's a conservative. He's, he's always he's been. A super he's, a, he's, he's, he's always been. But what you know, I was saying to you before. Not only that, he said some shit about Obama. He had the fucking well, the Secret Service, the Secret Service was going to visit his ass. I like, know. Yeah. yeah. What did but he that say? That was like a joke. He didn't. It was a joke, but you know, people. He's a guy that. He's a guy that one was thing a incredible with, threat. One thing with you Nugent, know? one thing with Nugent is he doesn't give a fuck what he says. He just speaks his mind, whatever. And basically, he knows, and he said it. I know they're gonna lie. They're gonna twist my words around. So he just does whatever. I mean, there was that whole story with him getting out of the Vietnam War. Oh, that was crazy. The story that he told that yeah, he, he said that he, he, he went down pot. and he smoked pot, he did acid, and he shit his pants before he went down to the to the draft board. <laughs> to get out of it, but that was and people his, believed it though. Yeah. But it wasn't true. But that was a story yeah. like 
you know, that the band would tell as a joke. Yeah, but he yeah. said it later. Well, I actually was, have that issue with Crawdaddy. That was a Crawdaddy, yeah. Crawdaddy, was a Crawdaddy was interview yeah. where, he, where he says it. He but also I mean, was interviewing High Time at I and the yeah. Detroit Press. Yeah, he but he was always he was always anti-drug. Yes, he was always anti-drug, and there were a lot of punk bands like from the Straight Edge movement, like Minor Threat, that actually you know were into Nugent yes. because of that. Uh, he always he always said that he never he never drank, never smoked, never did drugs. His drug was pussy. Right, women. You like the girls. You, you like the girls. He, Ted Nugent also did. He was on the he was in that Nickelback video, Rockstar. If you guys remember Ted Nugent in one of the scenes, really? and he was also the deputy in the um, in the beer for my horses, the Toby Keith. He was oh, like shit. the deputy. You got to see oh, those videos. He's like check that out. he did a bunch of cameo. He would, you know, what was one of his best things that he did? He did Aqua Hunger Team Force. Remember mm-hmm. that? Uh huh. And um, there was a picture of Jesus at the end of the day. It was a it was picture Nugent. of Ted. Ted it Nugent. was fucking great. <laughs> you got to look at this fucking episode. It was fantastic. <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, one thing I noticed, and even and I knew this anyway, but doing the research last night, is so much of the stuff about this guy is just negative. You know what I mean? There's so much, like, the, the way they write about him, it's like, yeah, this, but this. Right. And it's like, you know, he said this, he did that, he's, you know, some people say he's racist, you know what? He's not racist. He's just got a big mouth. You know what? You, know, you ever seen the one that he's on Howard Stern? And he fucking um, talked to the guy, um, Sam um, Simon, and he debated her why you should hunt. They were yeah. going back and forth. That, yeah. that was on Howard Stern. That was he was on he was on Stern a couple times. Like he's Stern he's a, he's he's a guy that um, you know he hunts for his own food. He actually does that. Yeah. He has like uh, animals in a in an area in Michigan. It's like a farm. Yeah, you know, and they basically do hunting and stuff. I mean, look, uh, it's he doesn't break any laws. So as long as he doesn't break any laws. There was the one thing he did, though, when he had a radio show in Michigan, and I think it was around the year 1999 or so, he actually got thrown off the air because he told everybody, you know, the thousands of listeners he had in Detroit, it was in Detroit, uh, to not pay their taxes. <laughs> he said, nobody should pay their taxes. You know, they got thrown off the air for that. Which I don't see, like, why. Why, you know. That's just political protest. Exactly. And taxes and some ways are unconstitutional. So. Billy the Artist. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Yeah. So, how we doing with time, Mr. Yeah, Rob? I think he's still got a second All right. So, I want to get into uh, two guys that recently just passed away. Uh, Rick Ocasek, and we'll talk a little bit about Eddie Money for a minute, too. Um, Wasn't he from Woodhaven? Ed, who, Eddie Money? Eddie Money, yeah. Ed, Eddie Money so was from Brooklyn. Island. He was... He, he, he was paradise. Yeah, he Just did. He did. the fuck out of here. Ed, Ed, Eddie Money <laughs> passed away like about two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I, I, he was one of these guys that... I, I liked him as a person. He seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> Excuse me. And, uh, and as a kid, my mother was friends with his mother. Really? Yeah. I never met him. I never met him. But but I used to hear stories secondhand from my mother that she got from his mother. And when he got rich off of like two tickets to paradise and all that, he uh, bought his family, you know, and took care of everybody, you know, and his like family. So. Because he used to be a cop. He was a cop. Two years. Yeah, in, in the like early 70s, late 60s. And uh, he gave it up to become a singer. Yeah. 
And he struggled. Uh, he went out to California, and uh, you know, then he, he hit it big with like two tickets to paradise, baby, come, baby, hold on to me, all that. And growing up in the seventies as a kid, you, you heard those songs. Over the radio. I remember going to the beach and every radio had that would be played. You walk in, you see that one summer where you wore you know, any money. I, I've heard a lot of negative things on like Facebook and shit since he passed away, saying like, "Ah, his music sucked." Uh, he's, he's the reason why, uh, you know, some people said, you know, he, he's the reason why punk rock happened or something like that. You know, no, I, I, I felt I felt that, look, he was, look, it was album-oriented rock, okay? But it wasn't bad for that, for that genre, all right? I don't own an Eddie Money album, I'll be honest with you, okay? I don't think I ever did, maybe a single at one point, but... Uh, you know, it, it's just one of these guys that if you heard it on the radio, make a little, bring a little smile to your face. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but it didn't suck, and it was listenable. You know, and plus what he did too, uh, George is he would help a lot of bands. Like if, yeah, if you were on tour with him, he treated you like gold. I always heard that. Uh, great guy to work with. He helped a lot of people. You know, undercover, behind the scenes. You know, he didn't get any press about it. And, uh, you know, he had that show recently, right? Uh, that reality show? Eddie Money? What was the name of the reality show he had, Rob? Some, money, money something, he was called, I forget, but uh, it was popular. People were watching that. Yeah, he got a little surgeon after the. Nightcore commercial. That's what happened. Yeah, right. And then there was a what was the the travel? Oh, the King of Queens. He was on for a was while. He? That was like his neighbor. Like he was always singing the songs in his garage and stuff. That was kind of funny. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. And it's uh, funny. Like when you hear the song, like nobody will come out and say they like any money. But if the song came on the radio, you know you'd be song. singing it and tapping your. The foot. one with Ronnie. <laughs> the one, the one, right. The one with Ronnie Spector. Yeah. Right, you know, take me home tonight. When you hear that, like I said, it just brings a little smile to your face. You know, it's just like, okay. That's actually it's, a great song. It, it, it is. I, I guess you got to just say it is. You yeah. know what I mean? It, 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 go, it goes against a lot of shit that I like, but I mean, I still like it, you know? It was like Journey. They became like so well, Now you're going too far. Now you're going too far. Now you're going too far. <laughs> well, for those songs, come on. I bet you know every word. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> only because, only because it's been... I've been fucking subjected to it my whole life. Please. <laughs> WPLJ, WAPK, NEW, they just played yeah, The name of the yeah. show was Real Money. Real Money, that's okay. right. That was the reality show, yeah. Eddie Money played my high school in 1980. Really? Really? Oh. Ability school. Wow. Yeah. It was incredible. Where was this back in uh, Cleveland? Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland. yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, we got plenty of time. Oh, 30 minutes? Uh, yeah, we got plenty of time. You right. went through New Japan quick, and he... That was a fucking crazy motherfucker, man. Well, we could talk about him a little more. I mean, uh, you know, the, the politics with, with Nugent, I think people don't even realize he had a musical career anymore. You know what I mean? I think it's overshadowed it. Oh, yeah, it had. You know? People, I think that's the controversy. He's a controversy figure now. You have to talk about him right away. People are like, they're hurt. Yeah. What is that guy, the Young Turks? He's like one of those. I think he's on CNBC or CNN, one of those guys, and he like hates Ted Nugent, and he's always like, yeah, he's really on him, yeah. You're gonna really waste your time bashing Ted Nugent. Exactly. Like he's gonna care, or like people gonna. Are gonna he, I saw him in Huntington. Uh, I saw him this year. The Paramount, right? The Paramount. Yeah. And there was it was right after the election, so there was actually a guy out there protesting, and he had this <laughs> sign. 
that was completely made no sense. And there's stuff about animals, like all these things. And one, he's guy. It. one guy. One guy in front of the One man protest, and he's filming himself. Like, look at me, I'm protesting. The cops were there in like 30 seconds as they get in the car. They took his sign away, and that was the last you saw of him. Yeah. And then at the end of the show, there were people out there with those, remember Hillary Clinton had those resist signs yeah. with the hashtag, and they were like, resist. So Karen goes, well, what are you resisting? And the guy goes, I'm resisting you. And she's like, why? What did it's I like, do? You know, and it's funny, because we whipped out a, I whipped out my camera, so I take it, but they all melted away. They all, yeah. like, ran away. Of course. So I was like, why? Then they tried to go inside. There were, like, three of them. And it was, like, two gay guys and a girl. Yeah. And they tried to go inside, and they were like, we're not letting you in here. The show's over. You're done. Right, right. You know? This is at the so, end of the show. Yeah, this is yeah. at the end of the show. And I'm like, and the Ted Nugent fans are coming out, and they're like, what's wrong with you people? Now, now you said that he's got Derek St. Holmes back with him, right? When I saw him, no, 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 just that one tour. That one tour? And it was really, really good. It was, I mean, it did fill the sound out. He, he's a little lacking as a three-piece. Yeah, and it, but you know, I guess they still have the same issues they always had. They they don't they, get along. They, don't, they don't get along. I don't know, but they you, they. You know, I don't like Oops. John Cougar Medican, and I'm gonna tell yeah. you why I don't like that motherfucker. I'm not, I'm when not I crazy was about when it. I was 18 years old, you know what this cocksucker did to me, the motherfucker? What? So he was playing like a show in fucking um. He was playing like a, there was an album release. He was playing like a little show at um. At um, Urban Plaza. Yeah. And it was like invitation, this and that. And I'm walking around trying to see if I could get it in. And I don't know what, I'm smoking a joint. And out comes, hey kid, can I hit that shit? I'm like, John Cougar, sure. yeah, you can have some of this shit. He's smoking my dope, this and that. The motherfucker. Walked away with it? Doesn't even offer me to come in. He walks away with my joint, go back in and leave. Oh my God. I was robbed by John Cougar Medicab. He bogarted that joint. He bogarted the joint. <laughs> this is a true story. John Cougar bogart. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna come back with some people. I'm gonna wait for this motherfucker. Well, that might have been. That might have been, been. That might have been the one smoke that gave him the heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Search him right. Damn it. I was like, motherfucker. I never. I never liked him. I, I thought he was overrated. They, they, first of all, he changed his name like three times. First it was. Oh, yeah. First it was John Cougar Mellencamp. Right? Then it was... What John was it? Mellencamp. Jo- then it was John Mellencamp. Then it was something... No, it was, it was John Cougar. Then it was John, John Cougar, Cougar Mellencamp. Mellencamp. Then it was John, John Mellencamp. Mellencamp. So I guess John that's Mellencamp. his real name. The, Coug- the Cougar was fake, right? That wasn't part of anything. Yeah, I think they just said, you, you know, like... With, with I actors, never, I never, so like, we gotta change your name. I like, never, you know, I, I Irving Horowitz is not gonna work. I always felt he you know? was just, like, manufactured. <laughs> like, he was just a manufactured product. Right. Oh, completely. He's, I, I, I never thought that he was like this great songwriter or anything like that. I mean, Jack and Diane is one of the most annoying fucking songs you could ever hear. I think you get fucked up on uh, pick um, on pink houses. You could get pretty lumped up on that. Pink houses? Yeah. It's not one of his worst ones, but it's not one that I like. Hey, slap that motherfucker. You know, hurt so good. Hurt so good. I, I like guess that. That's that's not too you know, it's funny. In the early 80s, you kind of like, there wasn't really well, much yeah, going. Yeah, like, there was a lot going on in music, but not under, underground. Underground, yeah. So yeah. I guess you had, like, people like John Mellencamp or Eddie Money. But Eddie Money actually wrote it, you know. He, I think his music was better, in my opinion, than John Mellencamp. Eddie Money's better. Yeah, Eddie Money's yeah, if I had to pick, I would take any money over over him. But both of them, are not anything spectacular. You know, we're from the punk rock. Generation. Yes, we are. We don't like anything. 
Oh, shit. Well, we also got to talk about Rick Ocasek. Now, I was sitting with Sandy at the Black Uru show at Sony Hall last week. Uh, they're watching the opening band, and I get the news on my phone that, that uh, Rick Ocasek from the Cars passed away. And I was kind of bummed when I heard that. I always liked the guy. Uh, you know, big, tall, geeky guy gave us nerds hope. You know that we could that we could be something. Get laid, Paulina, Paulina the model, yeah. And uh, I'm sure she married him for his looks, not his money. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Nice Russian girl, you know what I mean. Anyway, now we did a show back on June 2nd, uh, the podcast about the cars, and you can go back and listen to it. It's archived. Um, One of the things I wanted to kind of just rehash, just in honor of the guy, really. Is uh, just talk about a couple of the albums that he produced, okay? And if you didn't know this, he, he worked with a lot of people on the side, a lot of bands, uh, some great stuff. Uh, a couple of these albums were influential with me. Um, one of the first things he ever produced outside the cars was uh, he did Suicide's second album, okay? Alan Vega and Martin Rev, okay? And he actually took Suicide on tour with them. The cause might have been the, uh, 1980. Was that maybe Candio? Maybe that that album. And uh, um, introduced you know all the these like you know fans of the cause to Suicide because Suicide was an influential band to him. You know, and not too many people cite Suicide as a. An I, I can see that like people. Parents are taking their kids to see the cars. Like, you know, the opening act is suicide. I mean, Alan Vega. Oh my god! Yeah, Alan Vega was known to come on stage and with with a big motorcycle chain, whipping it around, uh, getting you know, like you know, and cursing at the audience before like anything even happened. Martin Rev played this droning keyboard and everything. I mean, it was real. It was like it was like performance art, and it was like proto punk in a way. And uh, we could do a show on suicide. That would be crazy, but. But uh, he worked on, produced their second album called Alan Vega and Martin Red. That's what we call Suicide Album. Now, in 1983, he would produce uh, two albums. One of them was very influential on me, Bad Brains Rock for Light. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, there's a, there was some controversy with that. We discussed it during the Bad Brains podcast as to whether he helped them or hurt them. I, I, I think he helped them. I think that he actually, you know, introduced the Bad Brains to a lot of people just by being involved with it, you know. Uh, some people say he hurt them, the production and this and that. I don't think the production... I think it's a great sounding I think it's a great sounding album. album. I don't so, think it's bad. People want to just go with that first Bad Brains album. I think it was people... It was, it was more professionally produced. Yeah. That's what it was. It was too... Yeah. Um, it wasn't like... Um, it was I don't think it was well, overproduced. I think it was I, I think it was just a very well-produced album. Yeah. People got a little freaked out because they were like, oh, my God, but they're, they're going corporate. You know, yeah. like, yeah. that's, what, that's what it was. That was a band that... They were so talented that they, they started off doing punk. They could grow out of that. They could do reggae. They could do... Yeah. They literally could do anything. They it's kind of like the damned. Yeah. They could do anything they could. They were very talented. So Dr. No was a great guitar player. Yeah. And instead of just keeping in the little niche... Now, uh, later on in 83, he would do Alan Vega from Suicide's uh, solo album called Saturn Trip, which is an interesting album. Um, Later on, he would produce uh, Weezer, okay? Really? Yeah, the Blue Album, 
Okay. That was a great album. That's the one with Buddy Holly on it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think that's like a great, you know, Disney pop, I pop, saw, I saw you know, Weezer power pop kind of stuff. Yeah, you did. I yeah. saw Weezer at the Garden with the Pixies. I must say it's, uh, Oh, you went to that show? Yeah. I've been, okay. I've gone the last week again. I saw the last time I saw Weezer was that I have never seen Weezer. Really? They're actually really good. They're really good live. I was shocked. I thought it was going to like them. They came out. They got a very clean sound. But I think I think you know the problem that they were too big. They were they were they should not be doing the garden. Even though they should do Well, you know the thing was before 1994 and and Okasik producing that blue album, they were a bar band. Yeah. They went from being a small band playing little tiny clubs to huge in, a, in one album. Yes. And Okasik is responsible for that. And that's a great video with yeah. Happy oh, Days. Oh, with Happy Days, yes. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved that video. I loved it. A lot of really crappy shit came out in the early 90s. And, and that's that not, actually not one of them. Yeah, yeah that no, was actually um, good. Oh, well, it's a great song, but it was just fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. When MTV used to play music videos. Yes. Now they're all reality TV. Oh, <laughs> and then they have the music award, MTV video music. Well, who you get with the video? Who's seen this video? Which is all basically just like politics and, and hate. It's yeah. not even like. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even talk about and, music and, yeah. anymore. It's like Jersey Shore third generation or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snooky's a grandmother now, right? Or some shit. I don't know. What, what, I don't know. Fucking cares. Oh man! I don't know how anyone could watch that show and then people like, oh, it's not real. Yeah, no kidding, it's not real. It's on fucking TV. Is anything real on TV? No, (laughs) not not even the news. It's fake news. That's 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 the least real. That's entertainment. Yeah, Yeah. infotainment. Okay, so that conspiracy podcast. Yeah, not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday first week of October. Uh, we're going to have a special guest on the Conspiracy 420 podcast, uh, Alan Diaz. Okay, he was a uh, street artist. He worked with Jean-Michel Basquiat, the famous Haitian artist. Uh, before he was an artist, Basquiat and, 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 and Diaz were graffiti guys. And they did that Samo tag that you used to see all the time. And uh, he has an exhibit going on down on Orchard Street right now, uh, Diaz. And I'm going to check it out in a little while. I'm going to walk down there. Uh, He's going to come on the show, and uh, we're going to talk about old New York, how things have changed, and all that. Uh, But let's get back to Ocasek for a second. New York under de Blasio. Oh, yeah, please. (laughs) Please. 1996. not the right time for him to run for mayor. No, never mind. We talk about the motherfucker of the week. He's always the motherfucker of the week. Right? 1996, Bad Religion. You like Bad Religion? They're right. You know. Their album, the, the Gray Race, was produced by Rick O'Casey. And uh, it's interesting because the singer had said in an interview, he said, I always wanted to meet Rick O'Casey and you know, work with him. And he just reached out to him and he made it happen. You know? yeah. 1998, uh, O'Casey would do a Jonathan Richmond's solo album called 19 in Naples. And then in 2001, he would go back with Weezer and he'd do the Green Album. That's the one with Hashpipe on it. I like that album. That's, that's, that's a really good The Blue Album and the Green Album is the only ones I like. And it's great if you have a Hashpipe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Another great song. I never, you know, you listen to the words of that song. What the fuck is he talking about? 
like, oh, oh yeah, we just hang out there. You got my, I got my ass wiped. Right? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, shit. This was two years ago. I switched over. Hair with a dog today, people. We were wrecked last night. I was. All right. Um, we're going to talk about some upcoming shows. Uh, Super Suckers playing tonight at El Cortez in Brooklyn. Yeah. Come out. They're playing with the Hangmen and the Lynch Pigs and maybe one other band. I think they were called Play Dead. Something like that. The Lynch Pigs should have a barbecue. Yes, they should. They should roast some, roast some pigs. They should do a nice one. Yeah, pig roast. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night, Bauer Electric, the undead are playing. Okay, we're going to that, Rob? Yeah, I want to see, because I'm working there. I want to see if I can get out early. What time you get off? 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. All right. The bond owner will let you out. They'll let you out. We'll go check them out. If you want to hang out with the lumped up crew, that's where we'll be, Bauer Electric. Also, starting on the 26th, a uh, little, little shout-out to uh, Big Lee and the Hard Swallow. Uh, Thursday's his birthday. I don't know if he's 48, 49, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I was talking to him yesterday. He's doing a three-day bash, the 26th, the 27th, and the 28th. Get ready at the Hard Swallow. He, grow, he puts on a great show. Uh, there might be some little people there. If you're into midgets, I know you like midgets. <laughs> you like tossing midgets, right? Now and then, Bridget and midget. Oh, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You actually My, know a real he, midget? Hero, hero, hero of the week. What? You know a midget? You actually know one? Personally, or yeah. well, I've hung out with I've them. I've seen them. I know one. I got pitches with them. With I know midgets. one. Well, they always kind of sneak here. behind me, and yeah. they kind of make me nervous. Well, they, you don't always see them. All of a sudden, it's just a little person right there. You know. Okay. There were two midgets at the end of the bar one time, and yeah. then they disappeared, and then they realized they got off the bar stool. Uh, <laughs> I know. No, true story. I'm not making a joke. It was just crazy. Oh, you want to something funny? Yeah. I got bit by a midget one time because this guy fell off the bar stool, tried to lift him, and then little motherfucking bit my head. I just punched him in the head. Do you remember, do you remember Hank the Angry Dwarf? Yes. Okay. I saw him one time at the old Bleecker Street cinemas. Watching it was Frankenhooker, the movie Frankenhooker. Oh yeah. Okay. I come, I come, I come out of the theater. It was like a midday showing of it, and as he came out with me, I didn't even know he was there. Well, I guess I couldn't see him, right? Imagine how Bridget the Midget, the porn star, yeah. beat up. Bridget the Midget stabbed her boyfriend this week <laughs> in Las Vegas. See a midget too. Uh, you know what? It doesn't say, and I'm dying to know if she stabbed him in, in the ankle. She might have stabbed him in the on midget violence. she might have stabbed him in the kneecap. Now, did she? Hey, that's the micro <laughs> Back in the day, and what, what kind of weapon did she use? A did knife. She do like a pen knife, or did she? It might have been use a, like a kitchen well, knife. Well, or, but she or uses a, so she you know, uses a pen knife as a cleaver. Uh, George, <laughs> you know what? You know I hang out with a bunch of midget because they yeah, know the micro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It used to be called midget wrestling. Right, but and they had it showing on. They had it showing Urban Plaza, and they and and, and they had shirts. I love Midget Violet. I should have bought that shirt. Yeah. Now I got the one that I love Micro Violet. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because you keep Micro Violet. I like. Is it, that is it Micro more offensive? Than no, but that's what, what about little? About it. What about little people? Little people supposed to, I mean, that isn't that. I mean, someday that'll be offensive. Every word will be offensive. You won't be able to. You know what it is because there's, be there's technically in the, in, in, in the in the midget world. 
there's technically uh, a difference between midget and dwarf. Yes. Okay. I think most people that you see are dwarfs. Are dwarfs. Right, because okay. a midget is actually in proportion, but they run out of uh, it's a pituitary gland. But now what you could do is you you're, you put your in proportion. Yeah. So now Just small. if you were you, they would give you shots and then you would blow it to right. Dwarves are not in proportion. Are, right. They, your head's, head's too, too big, big or like something. Mine. Yeah. My head's too big for my body, but that <laughs> yeah. doesn't stop me. Well, that's because you fool yourself. That's what that is. You it's big, like a bowling you got, ball. You got a giant ego. That's why your head's so big. <laughs> See, I'm not afraid to make fun of myself. No. Nobody makes more fun of me than I do of myself. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, next week, Rob, what are we going to talk about? I have an idea. I know. I know. I thought we were going to do uh, Hank Williams. I, I, I know, but I'm not. I, I, I'm not feeling it. I'll tell you what. I want to do a show on the plasmatics. All right, let's do the plasmatics. What do you think? Sounds good. And October, we've got some great shows for you for Halloween. We're doing a show on Screaming Jay Hawkins. We're going to do a show on Alice Cooper. We're going to do a show on Black Sabbath and a show on the Misfits. The Misfits are playing in the middle of October. So we're going to do some shows on that. You know that the bass player that used to play with the Plasmatics plays with Ted Nugent now, Steve Smith. He's actually from Amityville, Long Island. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They used to call him, I think the drummer used to call him Booty Man. The Booty Man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of Plasmatics. He used to get a lot of chicks back in the day. What's up with uh, Jean Bouvois? Whatever happened to him? You never see him anymore. Did he, didn't he produce, like, Ramon's album? Well, that was, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he produced, right, he, he produced the one yeah. album called Animal Boy, which is a great album, yeah. uh, but that was in, it was 30 years ago, it was 33 years ago, but, I mean, even now, you don't hear that, does he play with anybody anymore? You never hear him, yeah. you know, but I want to do a show on the Plasmatics, Wendy or Williams, We'll talk about her craziness. Talk about Lemmy's girlfriend for a while. Lemmy's girlfriend for a while. I'll talk about how I was 14 years old and I I saw her drive a Cadillac off the pier. I was at that show. <laughs> oh, that was, that was that. Was, okay. What did they call that? The music pier? Was that Pier 84 or it something? It was right on the west side or in the teens, okay, I think. And uh, they, 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 got, they got a permit... To he drew a, drove a Mustang into no, the No, a Cadillac. Oh, it was a Caddy? She oh, drove okay. a Cadillac off, the, like, like, crashed it, blew it up, shit, like, right on, at the end of the show. You know, it was insane. You can see it on YouTube. I'm in the audience. I'm a kid there. I'm a little kid. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like a teenager. That's fucking fantastic. You know? uh, yeah, we'll talk about that, and, and uh, I think get back to the women in rock kind of thing that we were yeah. doing for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Just to please good. the ladies out there, we'll talk about Wendy O'Williams. Did she really do such shows? Or is that just a She made a porn. Yeah, she made a porn. No, but I heard she used to do like the ones that like the live section. I heard... There's so much bullshit. I heard she did peep show shit and I heard she made an actual porno movie. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. It wasn't a long career, or anything. Like, it was a quick little thing. I think she did before she was in the plasmatics. Plasmatics. Uh, she would wear like the electric tape on her nipples and all that stuff on stage. Yeah, yeah. She was crazy live. One of the scariest women I ever seen. I saw her at Lamores in Brooklyn. I think it was like New Year's Eve. Yeah, it might have been like 1980 or like right around that time. There's a New Year's Eve show I'll talk about next week with the Ramones, 88 going into 89. 
uh, Richie Stotts' band, who was in the Plasmatics, is called Stotts. Okay, they the guy in the tutu. Yeah, right, right. The guy in the tutu, and he, uh, he was the vicar in he was, the tutu. Yes, he was. They were opening for the Ramones at at Irving Plaza, and Wendy O. Williams came out and did some Plasmatic songs with him and stuff and everything. I'll get into Irving it next Plaza week. was a great. I saw I saw Martin Manson's first time ever performed was at um, Urban Plaza. Really. That was what, like 95 maybe or something? Yeah. yeah. And he was a creepy motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he's a scary fucker. I saw Peter Gabriel there in the 80s, and that was before that big album came out. Before, it came really before when, when, when he was just shocking so the hammer? monkey. He was shocking the he monkey. He comes the out monkey. on stage, and the guitar player puked <laughs> all over the stage. And he was just gone. There was all, And then Peter Gabriel slipped and fell in the puke. You're kidding me. No, was that me, stage? Me and my brother and my friend Joe, we were like, because it was there were people there, but it wasn't really crowded. Yeah. We were right up against the stage. And the puke was like a wave. It was like the shining, and the puke was coming at us, and we're like, holy crap, it's puke. So I don't know, maybe that influenced Gigi Allen. Gigi was already doing his shit by that point. Literally doing his shit. Gigi Allen. There's two things. There's life before Gigi Allen, and then life after Gigi Allen. Right, it's B. G and AG. You should do a GG Allen show. That would be good. Uh, uh, God, do it at GG. We'd have to do it in the bathroom. Yeah, uh, right. We should. I'll sit on the toilet and we'll we'll we'll, we'll do the show right there in the bathroom. We gotta go to a real real dump bar to do it. Go to Clockworks. Go to Space at Chase. He Space. played there. Yeah, bar none. Bar none. Bar yeah, bar right where he played. See, history happened. Yeah. Yes, you were destined there to work there. There was somebody flinging shit like a monkey. <laughs> Bonnon used to be the space at Chase and, and I, I and What if Dan Scott turns you in? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna mention if I think he's the only guy who's been more if you wanna if you wanna find me, don't find me on Facebook the next three days. <laughs> I just got fucking put in Facebook jail for the umpteenth time, okay? Last night, I was at the show. I was goofing around, and I said something. I'm not even going to say it because I'm afraid of getting my podcast taken off the fucking app, okay? But but uh, I said a little something, and uh, Facebook literally one minute later locked me up for three days. So no Facebooking for me for the next few days. I'm going to be on Instagram, rockamike212. If you look for me on Twitter, rockamike3. Uh, where can we find you, George? You're pretty popular. Uh, just, I, I just tail along with you. I'm like your Baba Booey. Okay. Ta-ta Toothy. Ta-ta Toothy. Baba Baldy. I like that. Baba Baldy. Let's wrap this up, Rob. 54 minutes. Song of the week. Song of the week. Fucking stormtrooping because it just pisses everybody off. All right, Jack Boots are coming. Jack Boots are coming. <laughs> Snakeskin cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Wang Dang, Hillcoot Tang could be one. And the album, the album for me with Ted Nugent will always be Double Live Gonzo. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, I think it's just that's the fucking classic. Live that's album. one of the greatest live albums. Uh, Allman Brothers, Live at the Fillmore. Yeah. And Grand Funk Railroad. Right. Grand, uh, is that live at the garden I think or different spots I know that album but if you it's funny if you read the album they said this album was not recorded with any special effects like reverb it says reverb like reverb like reverb was a special effect back then now it's like we got auto tune you don't even have to be able to play an instrument we should do a show on Grand Funk oh totally that'd be good that'd be really good Grand Funk Railroad 
We can save that for November. Yeah, we got a lot of shit coming up. Uh, the Lynch, the Lynch pigs. I was talking to them last night at the show. They want to come on. I'm gonna reach out to them as soon as I get out of Facebook jail. Yeah, that'll right. be good. And uh, just don't post get pictures of cats that look like Hitler. Yeah, no, that'll don't get do you it. kicked don't, off Facebook. Oh, please. They don't wasn't, like cats. Wasn't yeah. that book? The book that came out with the mouses or something? The cat was like Hitler. Oh, that was, oh, that that was called Mouse. That was, that was that. That's a graphic novel mouse. called Mouse. Yeah. yeah, very good book. Very good book. Interesting book. Yeah. All right, man. So. Remember, don't get drunk. Get, drunk, get, get lumped, lumped up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Fuck you. Thank you. Have a nice Cheers. day.